You're listening to The Bible Guys, a podcast where a couple of friends talk about the Bible in fun and practical ways. Chris. Jeff, today is another day. Oh man, it's good to be here with you. Yeah. In this place (laughs) with all these people. With all these people, all these people, just me, you, and then the audio guy. I know, and all the people that are listening. Yeah, but you the, don't feel like you're sitting in the car with this person while they're driving down the road. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you right, were referring all these people. to our physical proximity. Yeah, yeah no, with which, all these which, by the way, we always mention Desiree, who does the show sheets. Right, but uh, I mentioned the audio guy. It's Josh. It's Josh, yeah. He, Josh our audio cool guy, guy has a name. Uh, he does. Yeah, the and, audio guy, and he also does the video too. He does. Woo, cool. He's our audio Thank video you, Josh. guy. So, and I bet you he didn't expect to get mentioned. He didn't. Yeah. yeah okay. He, he paid you 20 bucks. Okay. Hey, so. Hey, man. I, 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 my dream <laughs> is to be mentioned on the Bible, that's guys. Right. I, I want some show credits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not how he talks. What are we no, doing now? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> okay. So uh, today I have some really tough ones for you. Uh, law or flaw? Ooh. So I'm going to read five laws and okay. you have to figure out if they're laws which, or flaws. Which, by the way, I, so hard. I just found out that we're doing this about yeah. two minutes ago. And I my first comment out of my mouth is, is that there is no rhyme or reason for this. No. Right? So there's no way for me to even like be able to guess this intelligently. So the, the flaws are funny <laughs> because you just go, some absurd person wrote down a funny thing to say. Right. But the laws, some of these are like, who made that a law? And where do you find these things? So yeah. Desiree finds some of the weirdest laws and flaws. Here it is. The first one. Okay. Number one, in Arizona, yep. it's illegal to have a donkey sleeping in your bathtub after 7 p.m. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That is so crazy. Uh, okay. Uh, law. Uh, you're right. It is a it law. It is a law. <laughs> no way is that a law. I went against I wonder, my instinct. I wonder under what circumstances did the geniuses, the the, the the founding fathers of that city determine, you know, one of the problems we got around here. <laughs> Some guy was campaigning on that. Oh Vote for me and I'm going to outlaw donkey sleeping in bathtubs. Oh, so whatever. I can't believe I got it. Okay. In Arkansas, number two, it is illegal to mm-hmm. sound your horn at any place where cold drinks or sandwiches are served after 9 p.m. After 9 p.m.? That's actually the only thing that makes sense. Honking at night is disturbing peace. Uh, uh, I'm going to say law. It is a law. Wow. That's correct. You worked it out. Wow. Wow. Yes. Uh, why cold sandwiches or drinks? So I think the cold sandwiches and drinks probably are just a, they mean nothing. It's if it's illegal to honk your horn after 9 p.m. anywhere. Well, I'm, it would I'm, be I'm picturing there. I'm picturing somebody like their drink is spilling or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think if it's illegal to honk your horn anywhere in the city, yeah, after 9 p.m., then it would be illegal to honk it near a uh-huh. place with cold drinks or sandwiches. I think that's just a okay. False, well, I'm two for two miraculously. All right, number three in Georgia, it's illegal to bite your landlord. That's interesting. Um. So oftentimes, Desiree will make all five of them the same thing, like either they're all laws or all flaws. So I'm going to say law. It's a flaw. Ah, that's but not the pattern. I, I, I think that there's a mistake there because I think that would be considered assault, wouldn't it? And a, assault is illegal everywhere. Huh. So I, I don't know, but it's a flaw where it's not expressly said you're huh. not allowed to bite your landlord. Huh. But officer, there's nowhere. Show me the law that says I'm not allowed to bite my landlord. Okay, here we go. 
Uh, so you're two for three. Number four, in Pennsylvania, it's illegal to tie a crocodile or alligator to a car. In Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Pennsylvanians don't have crocodiles. I'm going to say well, four. People, people have alligators and crocodiles at home. No. Once in a while, they, they not, flush them down the toilet. They have alligators. They don't have crocodiles. How do you know? Crocodiles are like in, in the Middle East. Or, well... People They're can in buy Australia. Them. All right. No, I'm going to say, no, there's no way. Pennsylvania. Okay. Pennsylvania? Okay. You didn't even say Florida. Okay. I'm going to say somebody made that up. I'm going to say flaw. It is a flaw. But there it is. Okay. Boom. And then number five, lastly. Boom. So you're three for four. Yes, I'm very proud of myself. In New York, it is illegal to shine shoes after 1 p.m. on a Sunday. New York? <clears throat> okay. Well, first of all, on a Sunday... Wouldn't matter because New York, of all states, I would imagine, wouldn't care about Sundays in, in the way that somebody in the South would. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's only 1 p.m. after 1 p.m. on Sunday. So you can shine your shoes for church. I'm going to say law. It's illegal to shine shoes after 1 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to say law. It's a law. It is a law. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good job, Chris. So four for five. Four for five. That's pretty good there. You should be proud of yourself. You should call your mom. By the way. Hey, mom. uh, On two of those, I went completely against my instinct. Uh, I thought I was going to say flaw for the last one. Mm -hmm. And I almost literally, as I was saying the word flaw, I just said blah. Law. Wow. And and I I thought, because I'm always getting these wrong. Right. So So you just said the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm George Costanza. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm, I'm doing the opposite. (laughs) Right. That's, I don't know if you saw that episode of Seinfeld. 2241. But it's so great. Okay. Well, good. Good job, Chris. We are so proud of you. It's one of the reasons why we listen to you is because we feel like you're authority well, on all you, the Jeff. important things in life. Well, that's so kind of you to yep, say. You're an expert. Yes. So today our reading is in three different passages, Matthew 22, yes. uh, Mark 12, and Luke 20. And uh, the religious leaders cannot answer Jesus' questions. So they've been asking him questions. Now he flips the script. Yeah. And while he answered all theirs, they're a little befuddled. Befuddled is befuddled. a good word. Isn't that a good word? Thanks for bringing that out hey, of the archive. That's a great one. So Matthew twenty two forty one says, Then, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, He's the son of David. Jesus responded, Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? No one could answer him. And after that, no one dared ask him any more questions. There it is again. (laughs) There it is again. He just shutting them down. Dude, he's shutting them down left and right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they quit asking him questions, so now he's coming after them. Uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 35 says, Later, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple, he asked, Why do the teachers of religious law claim that the Messiah is the son of David? For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David himself called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? The large crowd listened to him with great delight. (laughs) They knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And then in Luke chapter 20, verse 41, it says, Then Jesus presented them a question. Why is it, he asked, that the Messiah is said to be the son of David? 
For David himself wrote in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Since David called the Messiah Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? So it seems like two of them are straight up Jesus going after the Pharisees. The one in the middle, Mark, seems to be after he does it, he goes and tells the crowd what just happened. Right. Right. Which is funny. Yeah. And, uh, and it says the large crowd listens to him with great delight <laughs> yeah. because it, it, it would be, uh, delightful to watch Jesus put the Pharisees in their place. Wouldn't right. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that would be very delightful. Well, they, they kind of functioned a little bit like the morality police, mm-hmm. right? So we know this in some of the Muslim countries, they have clothing police and hijab police and, you know, all those things. And they go around and punish people who aren't following the rules exactly right when it comes to morality stuff. And the Pharisees would, wouldn't do that with regard to violence all the times, but they would be the ones that would incite it. Somebody got caught in a thing, they'd be the ones that would incite the violence against them. Uh, they would shame people for not following the law exactly right or not living exactly like they lived. And so, yeah, the people would have, they would have admired them on one level while wow, those are holy people. And they also would have been frustrated. It's the way I had a friend that uh, went to a, 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 a private school that was led by nuns back in the day. Mm. And when he would talk about the nuns, he would talk about how holy they are and how with God, connected to God they are. And at the same time, same time, he talked about how mean they were to him, smacking the back of his hands with rulers. And so he admired them and resented them at the same time. Right. And I think that's very, very similar to the way that the people viewed the Pharisees. They admired them for being so holy, better than me. But they also were frustrated because they were always you know, being shamed and punished by them. And yeah. so they delighted it when Jesus, when Jesus would catch them. Right. Well, you know, I, I, I always view the fair people's view of the Pharisees based on the evidence in the scriptures. I always viewed it as uh, similar, really not that much different than today. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, somebody, somebody, you walk up and tell somebody that you're a pastor, right? Immediately, somebody will go, oh, oh, goodness. And they'll pay you respect or something. Mm-hmm. And they'll like literally change their demeanor or they'll say, I didn't know you were a pastor. Sorry for that joke I just told. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And they'll backtrack or something like this. Right. And, and and immediately there's like a there's like a reverence thing happening, right? Or a respect thing, respect. I guess. Yeah. And then um and then at the same time, there are people who just uh will actually resent you for being a pastor, right? Uh I I I have run into my share of people even one time at a wedding, somebody uh, uh you know, it was just such a weird interaction uh, where people just scoffed at me because they 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 thought the pastors would judge their lifestyle that kind of thing and so anyway i i just think that it was sort of that way i i think that uh people who felt you know who were angry and felt really uh repressed by the pharisees the morality police they just hated them and then there are probably people who uh absolutely respected them and and loved them and i don't think it's that much different than today yeah. i really don't yeah. uh hey let me tell you a real quick story uh, just for fun. Um, so I was in college and I remember, uh, coming home on Christmas break to, uh, Ohio. And I was, I was at home visiting my girlfriend, which who's now my wife. And I remember driving from her house to my house and it was about two in the morning, right? right. I had stayed over there watching movies with their family. And so as I'm driving home, um, I'm really sleepy. Right. And so I ended up, uh, weaving and as, as, I'm, as I'm weaving, uh, an officer pulls me over and, uh, and I literally get out of my car. I don't know why I was out of my car because I don't think he was doing the walk the line test, but I think he wanted me out of the car and maybe he was about to do the walk the line you. test. Yeah. Right. But anyway, here's what, here's what happens. He looks at me and he goes, Hey, he goes, were you drinking? And I go, well, no, I, I wasn't drinking. And he goes, 
it's two in the morning. This is when the bars get out. And I go, I, I wasn't drinking. And this is Youngstown, right? I mean, every if you're out at two in the morning, right. you're, you're coming from a bar, right? right? And I said, no, I said, I don't, I don't drink, sir. And, and he goes, you kidding me? He goes, you're like 21 years old. He goes, you're prime drinking age. And I said, sir, I, I'm a Bible college student, right? I don't, I don't drink. And he looked at me and he started laughing and he goes, you're not a Bible college student. And he just starts cracking up. Like this is the most absurd lie ever. And, and I said, look, and I pointed to the back of my car and in my window, I had like a sticker that said Baptist Bible college, uh -huh, Springfield, uh -huh. Missouri. And, uh, and so I go, look. And so he grabbed the light and he shined it. And as soon as he saw that, he goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He goes, I I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, he goes, then just, just stay safe and get in your car and go home. And, and at 21 years old, I thought to myself, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> and I can't believe that he changed his entire demeanor. A police officer uh, yeah. immediately showed me respect. And, 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 and I guess it's because looking back at it now, uh, he probably hears everything, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he probably thinks, wow, I've actually come across somebody who's innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? That's funny. Yeah. So um, in this, then the Pharisees are, you know, Jesus turns the tables on the Pharisees and he's challenging them. Now, let me ask you a question, because they they have been for quite a while trying to trip him up. And if you remember, you know, it's been several days since this happened, but Jesus kind of went on a string there of him telling the people, I am the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Right. As he's as he's coming into Jerusalem, he mentions it several different times. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. We read that passage. There, there's a bunch of these these things where he's claiming to be God. And in this one, there's not maybe a better argument among the religious leaders that Jesus is claiming to be God than right here. Mm. Because they knew that the law, or not the law, but the prophets had said that um, the Messiah would be from David's family. Right? right. Now they're looking for a political Messiah. And Jesus is trying to say... You know, it's not the return of the king, right? right? You're not looking for some, you know, exiled king who's they were just going to sneak the crown out and polish it off and do 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 do. I'm taking over Rome, right? Mm -hmm. That instead he says, well, then why does David refer to the Messiah as his Lord, right? right? And they're like, what? And what he's saying is, David was claiming that the Messiah was going to be God, and this is the exact same test. That there's a note here. Where did I see it? Uh, there's a note here in um, Life Application Study Bible that says, Jesus quotes from Psalm 110, verse 1, that the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand, right? And um, to show that the Messiah would be greater than David, which is a shock, because people don't view at that time, they didn't view the Son as being greater than the Father. Right. right. Uh, but Hebrews 1, verse 13, uses the same text as proof of Christ's deity. Isn't that interesting? So Jesus uses it later on. The book of Hebrews uses it to say, "No, what he's saying is the Son is the uh, the the Lord uh, and the Son of David uh, are. It's God who's coming from David's family, right? He's going to be born in David's family, and this is a, one of those declarations of the deity of Christ. And clearly, the the Pharisees understood what he was saying. They didn't have an answer because David said it, mm -hmm. right? And they hadn't even ever seen that passage that way before." You ever had that? You've had somebody bring up a verse and you're like, I've never, yeah, I never noticed that before. Right. Yeah. That's well, what it's, happens. It's to happened them. on this podcast with us. Yeah. 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 Right. In fact, uh, the, the one that just aired that I watched, 
uh, where you'd said, Hey, I'd never seen this before, but it said when he overturned the money uh, oh, yeah. changers, you're just like, and the other political leaders, right? right? right. Yeah. Never we, seen that. Yeah. Never seen yeah. that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Hey, by the way, uh, the son of David could be the root of the entire, uh, line of thinking of misunderstanding, because let me ask you this. And I actually don't know the answer to this. How many years at this point in time, because this is right around like what, 33 AD ish. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Roughly. So uh, how many years had it been since Israel had an actual king? Mm. Because the, 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 the Greeks defeated Israel, mm. and then the Romans defeated the Greeks. So, I mean, it's, so, it's hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. It would have been the 400 years between, yep. between Malachi and... Uh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So probably so, so, somewhere in there. So yeah. Years. So maybe four hundred years, maybe a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. So uh, so so you know Israel uh, wanted a king from the beginning. Remember, mm-hmm. and uh, and and actually God, it was not God's desire right. to give Israel a king. Right. But Israel, but Israel wanted to be a nation, just like every other nation, right? And so what ended up happening was because of their you know relentless desire to have a king. Uh, 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 they, they chose a king among themselves, uh, who was, you know, by his stature and they chose Saul, remember? Right. And then, then, then God raises up David, right? And so David becomes, you know, the greatest, uh, king that's still referred to here in this case, hundreds of years later, hundreds and hundreds of years. And, uh, there was a promise attached to David where, it, you know, it, it said, Hey, the, the, the Messiah will come from David. Now it's he's, when they say the son of David, they don't literally mean one generation, they mean the lineage of David, right? Right, which is why in the book of Matthew, uh, he actually includes the lineage of uh, is it is it Mary, right? Where he actually like uh, ties the mother of Jesus all the way to David, because I think Math uh, Matthew and then the other one uh, comes from Abraham, right, and, and and goes all the way to Joseph. Right. Um, but anyway, what what they're really doing is 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 they're they're saying that the savior of the world will come from. Uh, the lineage of King David. Well, this is the reason why, and I may have gotten that wrong, but you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? There's two lineages and sure. both of them lead. One leads to Mary. One leads to Joseph. One, one comes from David, David. One, one goes, goes all the way back, back to Abraham. Abraham. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I, anyway, so he's the son of Abraham and he's the son of David was the point. Yes. That's right. Anyway, here's my rambling on point. My rambling on point is I could almost completely see why they thought that the Messiah would be just uh, the restoration of an earthly king. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. after all, he's the son of David. And so if he's the son of David and the Messiah is going to come from, uh, you know, the son of David, that means eventually God is going to give us a king to restore our kingdom, to make us, again, a great nation. Right. And you can't have two kings, which means our king will overthrow the king of Caesar. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that that is what... You know, it's almost understandable, right? And so when Jesus is challenging their notion of the Messiah, whose son is he? They're saying the son of David. Jesus is trying to right-size the understanding. Right. And he's trying to say, yeah, it's from the lineage of David. Uh, he is nicknamed the son of David, uh, but he is David's Lord. Right. Do you understand what the Messiah is? Right. The Messiah is the Lord. And even David acknowledged it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, and, and it's really interesting, too, because after all, this is the... Um, you know, this is after they were yell, uh, yelling Hosanna, 
mm-hmm. right? You know, right. son of David. Right. Uh, they were they were marching him in as the next king during the triumphal entry just recently. So and they just didn't realize that he his 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 role was far greater than just being an earthly king. Right? Yes. So so uh, the note for Luke chapter twenty verse forty one and through forty four says the central issue of life is what we believe about Jesus. Other spiritual questions are irrelevant unless we first decide to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. The Pharisees and Sadducees could not do this, and they remained confused over Jesus' identity. Right. Mm. So that's really the issue. You might have lots of other spiritual questions, but the first question you have to settle is, is Jesus who he claimed to be? Right. All the other things we can resolve, we can work through, but the only one that really matters is, is Jesus who he claimed to be? And Jesus claimed to be the Messiah. He claimed to be God in the flesh, and eventually he winds up proving it by you know, dying on the cross, paying for our sins, and rising again. So uh, that's really it. All the other questions are irrelevant until you answer this one. Is Jesus who he claimed to be? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a book called Who Is That Man? Have you ever read that book? I don't know. Who Is That Man? And uh, gee whiz, I forget who wrote it. Is it, is it a C.S. Lewis book? Uh, mm, I don't remember that one. Uh, but anyway, uh, Who Is That Man is a, uh, a book that I read in college, and it talks about uh, answering that question. Oh, uh-huh. uh, you know, who was Jesus? Was he an earthly figure, or was he more than that? Yeah. And it's a beautiful book. It's awesome. Did you ever read the book More Than a Carpenter? Oh. By uh, Josh McDowell? Yes, yes. I yeah, actually, it's, it's kind of that yes, book, too. Yes, right? yes. That's the same yeah. idea. You ever want to read a quick book that's uh, built around that idea, He's More Than a Carpenter? Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that is right at our time. So we will see you next time on The Bible Guys.